Welcome to the Seven Hats Podcast. My name is Yuval Selleck, and I've been on the entrepreneurial roller coaster for over 20 years. I've experienced it all throughout my journey the grind, burnout, failure, and ultimately, success. The turning point for me was realizing that building a successful company is meaningless if you neglect the other significant areas of your life. So today, I'm inviting you to join me on an adventure through those seven areas, what I call the seven hats. Every week, my guests and I will drop valuable insights and pearls of wisdom, helping, motivating, and inspiring you to get your seven hats in order and deliver real impact with meaning. So let's get going. Hey there, fellow seven hatters. Today, I am super excited to welcome you to a special edition of the Seven Hats Podcast. Guess what? It's January 1st, 2024, a brand new start. Therefore, I just want to share three things that are really close to my heart. First off, I can't tell you enough how grateful I am for this incredible journey with you all. We're hitting episode 75 this week. It's been an amazing time sharing stories from our guests, and I truly cherish the time that you take out of your day and spend with us listening. Every single entrepreneur and guest on the show has been vulnerable and shared something personal and impactful. Not gonna lie, these stories have changed me in so many ways, as I hope they did to you as well. Secondly, let's talk about life, life updates and reflections. 2023, wow, what a year. Being an entrepreneur is like riding a roller coaster, right? But those ups and downs make us appreciate the good stuff even more. My wife, Ala, and I have had an incredible year and many blessings that came our way. There's something about sticking to your goals, being disciplined, and watching yourself grow and find fulfillment. And you know my mantra that fulfillment is way different than just achievement. It's deeper and much more meaningful and powerful in the long run. The good news is that I've been nailing my daily routines, focusing on self-care and strengthening my relationships with Allah. She really is my rock and my muse. And let's not forget Promomash, my tech SaaS startup. It's been thriving. And I'm so thankful for my team and my partner, Chris Ambarian, who without them, wouldn't have made it through the tough times, especially post-COVID. At one point, we didn't think that we would make it. I'm also dabbling in investments and consistently looking for ways to give back through mentorship and community work. So if you have any tips on hat number six, the philanthropist, send them my way. In my spiritual journey, moving to a more spiritual place in the country several years ago was a game changer. It's been amazing for my growth and well-being. What really stood out for me was to find a balancing act with the seven hats and not go too long without nurturing each of them. I don't say this to impress you, but to impress upon you that the journey never really ends. We keep growing, learning, and balancing all those aspects of our lives. I want to encourage you to stay disciplined, focused on your daily practices, and keep pushing. It won't always be perfect. It sure wasn't for me. But staying on track makes all the difference in the world. I've been in dark places throughout my entrepreneurial career, the ups and downs, more dark than light, actually. But as one of my teammates said the other day, it's nice to be on the winning team sometimes. And I agree. 
Lastly, here are some exciting news about the Seven Hats. From today, we are shaking things up with a new format. Every Thursday, you'll get the full episode. And now, there's also going to be a daily mini-episode called The Daily Hat. It's a quick, inspiring snippet from the full episode. Little teaser to get you pumped up for the main show. And on Fridays, I'll share my final thought on the episode. A little reflection to wrap up the week. I'm also committed to more consistent weekly episode drops and more social media updates. I hope this new format brings even more value to your lives. I'm so pumped to see how much we all grow this year. Happy New Year, everyone, and let's get those seven hats in order and make this year our best yet. My sister called me and said, hey, I need you to send me $1,200. And I had been paying bills for decades. And she was very capable of working, just not a good money manager, because she never had to be, right? And, yeah. and again, this no shade on my sister. We've talked through this and come to terms. But I just said to her, you know what? You need to pay your bills yourself. You can't nice. call me for money ever again. And I felt like I had a 5,000-pound weight lifted off of my chest. And then, <laughs> then I had to look back and go, what was I afraid of? I was afraid she wasn't going to love me. Mm. I was afraid she wasn't going to love me if I said no. Isn't it amazing how much we do despite what's best for us, yeah. for admiration and for the love of others, and to yes. think that we're enough? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It really is, Yuval. On the Enneagram, if you're familiar with the Enneagram testing, I'm a two, which is the helper, the giver. And I could see how that pattern was developed from the time of early childhood. Let me knock myself out to get things to give to you, to help you, whether it's time or money or gifts or praise or whatever. And let me just give, 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 give so you love me. And in that doing, we never learn how to receive I think that's very common for entrepreneurs. You know, we start a company to give our skills to the world with our product or our service. Yep. We hire employees to really make their life better. It can be so hard to actually receive for ourselves. That's why I think why we so often keep ourselves in a position of giving, giving. Yeah, like entrepreneurs, there's a lot on our shoulders, just like you had with your sister. You feel responsible for their livelihood. Your dad's still alive? No, he died when I was 21. I was started out with saying I was working these three jobs to put myself through college. And this was a pivotal point in me realizing I get to use my voice, whether it's inside of my head or outside of my head. I was working really hard, no financial support, no emotional support. And this hair salon came up for sale in my neighborhood. I went to meet with a woman. I'm 19 years old. And negotiated to buy her business off of her. She wanted $5,000 for it. I had a friend that I knew was opening a salon across the street, and I shared that information. And I'm like, well, what if your business goes away over to my friend's salon? He's opening in a couple months. I won't have any business, so what am I What am I really buying? So I negotiated and to get the signed the agreement for $4,000. This was October 1st of 1980. And she said, where are you coming up with this money? You know, are your parents helping you? And I said, no, I, I own my car. I've paid for it. I can sell my car and, and that's it. And I went home that day so proud of myself. You've all was like, finally, my dad's going to be proud of me. I'm going to be a business owner. Now, you know, I had no idea that I didn't even know what that meant. And so I called my parents into the living room and I said, I have such big news to share. And dad, I need your help. I need you to help me sell my car like right away. And I knew I could walk to and from this business until I could get another car. But 
can you help me sell my car? I'm going to buy this business. And he just put his hands in his pocket and he looked at me and said, you're not smart enough to run a business. I, I, don't, I don't want to be a part of watching you sell your car and lose this money and fail. It's going to go down the drain. It's going to go down the tubes. And in my mind, you know, I'm saying, F you. And I spent the next many, many years of my life proving him wrong or trying to prove him wrong at a huge expense to myself. Anytime something would go wrong. I mean, the first day I opened the business, I didn't even know I needed to have change in the cash drawer. Right? The first client went to check out and handed me a $20 bill. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have change. And instantly it was like, my dad was right. I'm not smart enough. And I remember walking back over and there was another client sitting in the chair and thinking, I'm going to sink or I'm going to swim. And sinking is not an option because I cannot let my father see me fail. I cannot let his words come true. And it was tough. That first year, that was when the steel industry collapsed in Pittsburgh and my client base did end up going away. My friend went out of business in a couple of months. And I went down to 97 pounds, you know, five feet eight. That's that's pretty skinny. And uh, I just, I moved out of my parents' house into an apartment and I was just calculating every night, how many haircuts, how many clients do I have to do to pay the rent, to pay the bills? And there was like literally $7 a week on average left for me to buy food for myself. So, you know, being hungry makes you figure it out. 